0: Hello, Rev. Brad here. You're listening to the podcast From the Touchline, a production of Soccer Chaplains United. I recently visited Cambridge, England, and while I was there, I learned an interesting piece of football history. Apparently, the first known instance of codifying or writing down the rules of association football or soccer happened in Cambridge. Story goes that in 1848, a group of Cambridge University students wrote out a set of 11 rules. They nailed these to the trees surrounding Parker's Peace, a large grassy park in central Cambridge. Today's rules of the game are different, but it's been interesting to see how these Cambridge rules have influenced and impacted the beautiful game. For the next few weeks, we'll look at the Cambridge Rules of 1848 and talk about some parallel spiritual life lessons. So stay tuned. We take a look at this week's rule right after this. He's found the space, and he's found-
1: Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat-trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat-trick hero. Talked about, you're not
0: going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're on the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! When a player catches the ball directly from the foot, he may kick it as he can without running with it. In no other case may the ball be touched with the hands except to stop it. Rule 8 seems to be the most strange to me. In today's modern game, it's an absolute no-no to touch the ball with your hands, save for the goalkeeper. The rule here seems to indicate that at one time, soccer players could actually catch the ball, but they'd be forced to drop it and start kicking it right away. In doing a little bit of research on this rule, some highlighted the fact that there were rugby players in the room when the rules were being written out. So this seems to be maybe some kind of concession between those for whom the game of rugby was more about handling the ball and footballers whose aim was to use their feet. Well, what life lesson might we glean from this Cambridge rule of 1848? Well, I think it says a lot when we go back and look at the fact that there were several different types of footballers around the table when the Cambridge rules were being worked on and codified. Recently, my daughter was working on a research paper dealing with the different denominations that exist in Christendom. She peppered me with a lot of different questions. What are the main differences, Dad? Why are so many denominations existing? Why are they out there? Is it a bad thing to have so many denominations in the Christian faith? And so on and so forth. The denomination that I'm ordained in has a saying, it goes like this, in the essentials, unity, in the non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. As a football chaplain and as executive director of Soccer Chaplains United, I take this motto to heart as I strive to lead well. I can definitively say that there is a beauty to having diversity around you, but also in coming together for a common goal or purpose. Sometimes we need to have unity in those essential things of faith. Uh, Sometimes in the non-essentials, it's okay to have some freedom in that. But in all the things that we have and all the ways that we work, we really need to work together and love each other and kind of work through the problems and situations and challenges that arise and come up and help define what is essential and what is non-essential. Well, I'm going to pause the podcast today for just a moment and I wanna have one of our chaplains share about a special project that's in the works and due out here soon.
1: Hello, this is Chaplain Kim Beach, though my players know me as Miss Kim. I serve as the men's soccer chaplain at Trinity International University. At Trinity, we are excited for playoffs as well as the 2022 World Cup. This World Cup, Soccer Chaplains United has written a devotional guide, The Light Is Coming, This eight-week, 80-page illustrated devotional mirrors the different weeks of World Cup play, as well as the Advent and Christmas season. Search World Cup devotional, The Light is Coming on Amazon and Amazon Smile. Just look for the Soccer Chaplains United logo. The Light is Coming is a unique opportunity to share the hope of Christ during the tournament, as well as the Advent and Christmas season. For more information, on bulk rate discounts, or to learn more about Soccer Chaplains United, please email us at info at Share the light is coming this World Cup season.
0: It has been an absolute joy to work on that devotional with a number of our chaplains. Each one has been giving of their time and talents for a unique purpose, whether it's with writing, design, layout of the book, translation into a different language, or editing. Even though I've been the primary lead on the project, there have been moments when I've had to give the work away or let someone else's ideas come to the forefront. There have been several things where I've had to give away control, from timelines and deadlines to little things like font sizes and content decisions. But in the end, this project has been so fun to come and see it come to fruition. Well, in a similar way, the Apostle Paul speaks to this in his letter to the people of Ephesus that were just coming to Christian faith. Ephesus was a bustling harbor town, and there was a lot of diversity of people. It was a crossroads of the world, and everything everything, and everyone seemed to have some sort of stake in that town. So imagine a bunch of people coming together to go to church. There was bound to be some jostling and juggling, And Paul writes to them this. He says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. You can read that in Ephesians 4.3. Well, there's a beautiful thing, and I think this can be illustrated a lot in team sport like football, when diversity comes together in a unity to achieve something special. What about you? Maybe you're a staffer on a team. Maybe you're a coach assembling a roster, an athlete joining a new club. Are you willing to lay aside what you need for the team to achieve something great, something wonderful? The footballers of Cambridge had to let the rugby players of the day have some say in the formation of the rules. There had to be compromise. There had to be efforts at keeping the game unified but still distinct. Even in religion, in faith, I believe that there's a beauty often to the diversity that we see in Christianity. Maybe this is the lesson that we can see and learn from this Cambridge rule of 1848.